Welcome to Who Day Talk, guys. Who Day Talk podcast. Braden and Jay here. Uh, today we got some head coaching talk. Uh, we got some prospects. We got five defensive tackle prospects today. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, so reportedly, reportedly, in the past few days, Zach Taylor has emerged as the front runner candidate for the Bengals head coaching job. This comes as a surprise because a lot of us were expecting Eric the Enemy. A lot of our sources were saying Eric the Enemy. Um, and now there's people coming out saying it's really Zach Taylor. So what are your thoughts on that, Braden? Yeah. At first I was surprised, just as you said, our sources were saying be enemy, but they were also kind of telling us, and guys, we have different sources that they really weren't considering Taylor seriously. They're kind of just picking his brain, but the Bengals did a really good job of covering that up, I guess. Doesn't surprise me that I think about it, considering that the Bengals don't like to leak stuff out to the media, but I was really surprised when I saw it, and it's very risky, but I like it. When the head coach search begun, we were asking for a couple different things. Obviously, fire Marvin, not Hugh Jackson or Vance Joseph, offensive-minded, young, and outside organization. He checks all those boxes. Yep, exactly. And like as I just said, it's he's risky. He's very, very risky. He doesn't have that much experience. Uh, and look at some of his other stints and – with the Dolphins, uh, intern mm-hmm. off, yep, intern as intern offensive coordinator in Miami, he went two and three, averaging seventeen points a game. But also that was Bill Lazor's playbook. He was fired before he took over. And you look at UC, did that was I'm not a UC guy. I know a lot of Bengal fans are, but I just remember that team being really bad. So it's really hard to say how much of that was him, how much of that was just the talent or the head coach. So, yeah, it's risky. The Bengals are kind of looking at it, okay, uh, he's been under a great offensive-minded coach. We're hoping what he picks up in Los Angeles, he'll bring that to Cincinnati. We're hoping he learns. And, yeah, it's a very big risk, but one I'm kind of glad we're taking. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, when I look at – the thing I like about him is his the availability – not the availability, but – the connections he has for like coordinators and coaches. Uh, he his father-in-law is the great Mike Sherman. Uh, Press Taylor is the QB coach. It's his brother. I, he's in Philadelphia. He was the creator of the Philly Special. Uh, he's had success with Nick Foles. He's had success with Carson Wentz. And then you have guys from the Rams organization like Shane Waldron and stuff like that. So I think a lot of it is going to come down to what kind of staff he puts together. Um, ideally. I'm going to give you a little bit of a mock staff for me, but ideally I'd like to see uh, Todd Monken. Well, Todd Monken just got hired. Sorry. That happened, I believe, this morning. Um, yep. Ideally, I'd like to see Shane Waldron, someone like that, an offensive coordinator. Maybe I'd take Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, but I'd prefer him at QB coach. Um, but regardless of all that, I think those, those, that kind of mix up. We want to cont- continue with the young guys, the guys that aren't going to slow them down. I don't, I don't want to have, I don't want to bring in some old fart that's going to slow down the offense and like keep him in check or whatever. I think you got to go big or go home with this guy. And, um, oh, another thing I want to talk about kind of in, in the same area Bill Callahan, uh, is reportedly not happy with the, the Washington Redskins and wants out best offensive line coach of our generation. I mean, he's responsible for the ascension of two top five offensive lines in this decade. I mean, he's a huge upgrade over Frank Pollock and Frank Pollock isn't even that bad. So, I mean, ideally I'd like to, I'd like to see Mike Sherman on the staff, maybe as like an assistant offensive line coach, 
to Bill Callahan, who would be the main offensive line coach. And then Mike Sherman could also be like the run game coordinator, something like that. Because I think in today's modern day NFL, we're seeing a lot of those coordinator jobs starting to get split up a little bit. And going on what you said with Callahan, uh, Frank Pollock's already been told he's staying as the offensive line coach. So if he did come here, you'd have to like split the title or don't know exactly how that'll work. But he's been told that Frank Pollock has? Yes, he. Yeah, it's been reported that he's staying. He's keeping his title from Fox 19. Okay, I didn't see that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, <clears throat> regardless, it's a, good, it's a good time to be a Bengals fan. I mean, change is coming. We're getting youth. And we don't know for sure who's going to be the head coach yet because originally the report was Zach Taylor's going to be the guy. And then it was, well, that's not what it was. It was he's favored to be the guy. He hasn't even accepted the job yet. Whatever. But yeah, but yeah, until that becomes official, don't become con- sold yet, I guess. Yeah, don't be too excited. But I have a hard time seeing him not taking the job. Like, I was reading some old stuff, and apparently, when he left UC, his wife was mad about it because she loved the city. Taylor really liked the city. And I just have a feel he won't deny the job. Yeah, I think the real question about the staff thing, I'm um, going back to that side of things is press Taylor because I don't know how the Bengals are going to feel about hiring on a new coach and then bringing on his brother underneath him as well. <coughs> Excuse me. And I also don't know how, don't know how Zach and press are going to feel about that. Mm, sorry. I'm like dying over here <clears throat> because I know a lot of siblings have that rivalry where they're like, well, I don't want my brother to be my boss or whatever or something like that, you know? So I don't know how exactly that would work out. But it'll be interesting to watch for sure. I mean, we probably will know probably by next Monday, next Tuesday, whether or not who our coach is going to be, uh, especially if the Chiefs get eliminated and the enemy isn't chosen to be our coach. And we pretty much know, okay, it's going to be Zach Taylor. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch, guys. Yeah, and this, I'm I'm kind of worried about the staff has it now more on the defensive side. Uh, oh, definitely. Like he, there hasn't really. This could just mean that maybe his whole coaching staff still in the playoffs, or the Bengals have contacted these guys under the table, maybe. But there's just been no word on the defensive staff. Uh, I was reading something Fox 19 again. They've been told this. Uh, I think it was the safeties coaches staying, and but that was really all on the defense. I can't even. I mean, that's the only don't quote me deserves, on that. That's the only coach that really deserves to have a job, I think. Yeah, I mean, Sean Williams had his best year and Bates broke out. Yeah, I, that's the only coach on the defensive side that really deserved to keep his job. I mean, Jacob Bernie, the defensive line coach, underperformed terribly. I mean, he had all that talent, and our pass rusher really wasn't that good. So, and the linebackers. Thank God well. he's gone. <clears throat> yeah, thank God. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's not looking good on that side of the ball for sure. I mean, Steve Wilkes, or not, I forget his first name, but the old Cardinals head coach got hired, uh, Wilkes, to the Browns as their defensive coordinator. So that defensive coordinator, the, the availability, the prospects for that defensive coordinator job in, uh, in Cincinnati is kind of drying up. I mean, Wilkes just got hired. I mean, the, they're starting to dry up a little bit. So yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be unfortunate to see us probably hire some crappy, like, first-time defensive coordinator or maybe get, like, some scrap deep guy. I mean, the only real big name on the market that would be somewhat desirable is Greg Williams. Or Jack Del Rio. Oh, I forgot about him. That's interesting. 
I don't know how much I'd like that. Uh, yeah, he's a 3-4 guy. And, like, all our guys, especially the defensive line, are more skiing for a 4-3. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd – I don't think we have the ability to move to a 3-4 right now, especially since we just extended Gino and Carlos. And, I mean, <clears throat> I don't – we have Hubbard, too. I don't – I mean, Hubbard could probably move to linebacker, but I, I wouldn't I, – I wouldn't mess with it. I'd just stay with a 4-3. So, I, I don't think Jack Delio would be a great – Great option, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, I don't really know of any other defensive coordinator candidates. I mean, they're yeah. all kind of position coaches, I guess. Now, this is just kind of more rumors and stuff, but a name that has come up is the Rams cornerbacks coach, which is kind of goes Ew. into our fear of being our Ew. some guy who's never been defensive coordinator. And yeah, it kind of scares me. Well, not only that. The Rams cornerback kind of sucks. Yeah, Marcus Peters was not that good this year. Yeah, and I mean, Talib had his issues too. I, uh, uh, I don't know how much that, how, I don't know. Maybe, that. maybe he's a better play caller than I would hope. So. Talent builder. I don't, I don't know, I, but I would sure as hell hope so. Yeah, uh, but I've heard some talk about the uh, the Bears second one of the Bears secondary coaches. I forget his name right now, but I've heard he's a candidate in some teams' eyes. Um, other than that, I really haven't heard that much. Yeah, same. So, again, hopefully it's just something. Maybe they're still in the playoffs. I <laughs> I, I honestly can't say anything because I have nothing to speculate on. Uh, kind of going back on the offense, I do hope we get some veter- a veteran guy who can be with the new offense because I feel like the biggest thing for a young head coach is having veteran coordinators who – even if they've had their issues, they know what they're doing. They know how to help run a team. And with Taylor kind of coming in, him being the risk he is, he needs as much help as possible. Well, we know Simmons is returning, correct? Or do we know that? Uh, Simmons is staying. Yeah, so I think we have Simmons. And then I, I would like to have a more experienced defensive coordinator if possible, someone with head coaching experience or someone who's been a long-time coordinator who's been around NFL teams for a while and knows how to run them. But on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know if I want to limit myself to some old guy because, I mean, one, any veteran offensive coordinator is pretty much either entrenched, is either entrenched as an offensive coordinator or he, he's a head coach. And I, I don't really see how – I don't see how we can get a veteran offensive coordinator without – going into the scrap heap. I don't know. I feel like Bevel, he was not always put in the best situation in <laughs> Seattle with that offensive line and never really had prestige running game. Well, I guess he had Marshawn Lynch, but after Lynch kind of started drying up and then left, and I feel like Bevel's a bit underrated, and he also took kind of – let me rephrase that. Wilson was Bevel's guy. Bevel took him under his wing and basically developed him. Pete Carroll gave him credit for it. He Bevel's the one who wanted to draft Wilson. That's something that kind of drawed my attention. What would you think about Jim Bob Cooter or Ben McAdoo? Uh, ben McAdoo, I'm kind of torn on. When he was coordinator for the Giants, he, Giants were really good. I know they had talent, but kind of the offense I would like to see. But, oh, he's such a douche. Like, can he – the way – I'm just concerned about his attitude. Can he just do what he's supposed to do, not be an asshole, not cause issues? It's hard to completely judge him in the whole New York because that locker room's just full of a bunch of divas, especially with yeah. OBJ. So I mean, he's definitely a guy who I would 
he's one guy who I definitely can see having a power complex with having a having a head coach that's younger than him, and he's like pretty much just like a kid out of college, not a kid out of college, obviously, but he's a younger guy. I think he's definitely a guy who have a power complex with that. Um, but you do make a point. I think he'd be a great offensive coordinator. I, I personally, if we're gonna go the veteran side uh, of the offensive coordinator stuff, Gary Kubiak or um, Gary Kubiak or crap, I just said his name. Jim Bob Cooter. That's what it is. Gary Kubiak or Jim Bob Cooter are my two choices if we go veteran. But again, I'd prefer getting Shane Waldron. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Waldron, I would like, I haven't really heard his name being speculated. Maybe that's just because Bengals or Rams don't want to get in any trouble. And I'm going to go off topic for a second. Something I found interesting before the Rams played uh, Saturday, they kind of came out and said, hey, to told the Bengals, hey, we're okay if you publicly announce Zach Taylor as our next head coach, which kind of found that interesting. Well, it's against the NFL rules. Yeah, it is, so. but I just kind of found that interesting. Yeah, they said, yeah, we want you to do it so he can focus and not worry about it. But <laughs> I feel like if you get in that contract talk, that might get you more distracted. Mm, yeah, I mean, if- I, mean I guess that just depend on the person. But, yeah, I, I see what you mean for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's – that's pretty much the situation, guys, with the uh, Bengals head coaching spot. Um, hopefully more comes out in the coming week, and we can update you guys next next Sunday. Um, just want to move on to them, or some prospects? Yep, and not talk today. Jay will take over with the prospects, even though he can't talk. I, I <laughs> got really busy at work this week and had to get into the swing of things with school, so uh, Jay's going to mainly talk about it, and I'll kind of fill in. All right, guys. So first up is going to be Christian Wilkins, uh, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Uh, he's a great player, guys. I mean, he last year he had his issues with inconsistency, but this year he really turned it around and put some solid tape in. <clears throat> great motor, good at block shedding. I mean, he doesn't have much length, but he's great at uh, gapping and attacking those double teams. Has some nice chops with his hands. Uh, very quick, very versatile. I've seen him play one tech. I've seen him play three tech. He lined up a few times at defensive end, 4-3 defensive end to be clear um he's best as a one gapping three technique though uh very good strength modest run defender power at uh point of attack he's pretty average i mean he's a great player i i have him right now as a mid-round one guy i mean he's a quick player modest run defender like i said i mean decent hands that can be a little bit inconsistent um i mean he's gonna be good i mean he has a good initial or yeah sorry he has good power as the play goes on, but the initial puncture is kind of weak. Um, I mean, he's—you can't really go wrong with him. He's gonna—he's gonna be a guy that comes in. He's gonna start off, and he's gonna have a medium impact. But he has a pretty high ceiling. Uh, right of the guys we watched today, he's probably my first or second favorite. Uh, we'll get into the other guy next, uh, Jerry Tillery. He's another guy I have a mid-first-round grade on. <clears throat> very quick get-off, great hands and chops, very some weight behind those hands and chops. So, I mean, I've seen some – since I've started watching these defensive tackles, I've seen a lot of, okay, yes, they have the hand moves, but they're not really doing anything with them. Like, they don't have any ump. They don't have any strength behind those hands. That's not an issue with Tillery. That's not an issue with Wilkins. But – and a few prospects we're going to uh, talk about later. That is an issue, but for Tillery, that is not an issue. I mean, he has good feet. His awareness is a little bit iffy. He has a pretty good motor, good athlete, great great leverage. He does get high sometimes. Pad level can get a little high. 
Uh, <clears throat> great block setter, good initial push, not a factor when doubled, though. Kind of gets taken out of the game, and he's not really a great run defender. Uh, I mean, he's his strength is above average, but he doesn't really show it all the time. That's one thing I don't really like about him. And he's not really good in, uh, when he's in the phone booth. He's better in space. He's a, he's one of those technician defensive tackles. He's not going to win you over with his bull rush, and because he doesn't really have a bull rush, if I'm being honest. Um, he he's he has his issues, but I I see a lot of potential in him, and I'm higher on him than most people. Uh, but yeah. Next up, we got Dexter Lawrence, and I'm not very high on him. I know some people had him as like a first round pick earlier in the season. Uh, that's not the case. I have a third or fourth rounder on him. I mean, he's a he's a he's a one technique. He's a nose tackle. He has played some three technique, like what Gino plays. If you guys don't know the uh, term or terminology, but I mean, he's pretty much just a block eater. I mean, he doesn't have any flexibility, no bend, no length. He has good hands, but like I said earlier, he's one of those guys that has a little power, a little strength behind them. Uh, can't really do anything with hands that have no strength. Uh, not a good block shutter, bad pass rusher. I mean, he's easily taken out by double teams or even above average offensive linemen kind of can just take him out. It's pretty much just like a glue guy at the next level. He's one of those uh, – what's an example? I can't really think of an example off the top of my head, but he's not really a – he's not going to be a – impactful guy at the next level he's just going to be the guy that okay he's average he's not going to cost you too many plays but he's not going to create many plays for you either uh he's not a great athlete strength is eh, but it can flash very well um good leverage good pad level weak core which is kind of leads to some bad push uh great tackler though above average run defender um very good feet smart player like i said he's a one technique um I mean, like I said, I'm not as high on him as other people are, but I think third or fourth round pick is where he really belongs. Um, <clears throat> next up, I got Isaiah Bugs. He's kind of the Alabama defensive lineman that really hasn't gotten a lot of hype. Um, and a lot of people have been hyping him up as a high second round pick. I don't really see that, but I, I, I have an early third on him. I can I could justify taking him in the late second. Not the Bengals, but an NFL team. I can justify an NFL team taking him in the late second round. Uh, get off is not very good, but he's great at moving through blocks. Has great hands. Great uh, one issue with him I have, though, is he's a conservative, kind of thinks too much as a pass rusher, which kind of makes him hesitant to finish. And like I said, or not like I said, but that leads him to be a bad finisher. Uh, he, like I said, though, he he does have good block shooting ability. He's just not really good at finishing. Uh, great tackler, great at gapping those double teams. Good feet, but not great. Very strong at the point of attack. Not much push after that, though. Um, it can flash a little bit. Sometimes you see these plays where he's just mauling an offensive lineman, but more often than not, the initial pushes the, the initial pushes as much push as he's going to get. And he's not really going to get much further unless he's going to do some hand moves or uh, chops or some flashy footwork skills. Uh, but he rarely ends up on the ground. Very versatile. I mean, he lined up at all four defensive line spots. Uh, at the next level, though, I'd probably put him as a – I don't know. It's He's one of those Rashawn Gary types. We haven't gotten to him yet, but he's – He's a guy who I'd probably put at defensive end and based on running downs, and then I'd slide him inside uh, in nickel, probably at three technique. And uh, 
don't know. I don't know. He doesn't really have a position. He's one of those guys that you don't really, you're not comfortable putting him anywhere in nickel because he's not really developed as a pass rusher. I guess I would put him at one technique in nickel, which would be the uh, nickel defensive tackle. Um, so it wouldn't really be a one technique. I don't know why I said that. But, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, like I said, late or early third round grade, late second round. Um, and lastly, we have Gerald Willis, defensive tackle out of Miami. I was disappointed when I watched him. Um, a lot of people have been hyping him up as like a mid to late first round pick. I disagree. Um, he had he's a lot like Jerry Tillery, but he's a lot worse than Jerry Tillery. Like, like Jerry Tillery is like the good version of like Jared Willis is the light version of Jerry Tillery. Uh, I mean, Jared Willis, uh, just like Tillery, he's a technician, doesn't really have a bull rush, has good hands, but Instead of Tillery, he has no umph behind them. Uh, good motor, but too patient of a rusher. Like I said, he needs a bull rush to be successful. And the rare times he didn't have a bull rush, the rare times he did bull rush, he was very successful. But he doesn't choose that often enough. And that's one of the big issues. And if you can just get him to bull rush and combine those uh, – he has good hands. I mean, if you can combine those great hands, you combine combine that great gapping ability – you're going to get success, but he just doesn't bull rush enough. And uh, and because of not him not using a bull rush enough, he's a pretty bad finisher. I mean, he doesn't get close enough to the quarterback too often enough to make an impact as a finisher. But even when he does get close to the quarterback, you see him just kind of back off and maybe go for the SWAT or whatever. But I don't think that's what he should be doing. Um, he's fairly quick, fairly athletic. But overall, he's extremely inconsistent. I mean, he flashes a lot, but then his as he has some great highs, but his, he has some terrible lows. And when I say terrible lows, I mean it, it gets really bad. Um, great footwork, plays high, but I mean leverage is pretty good. Other than that, uh, when he tries to be first to contact, he's pretty he's very good. But I mean, like I said, he he kind of. When he's in his three-point stance, he, he tends to back off before he makes that initial contact to, like, stand back and think and, like, read the play. I really don't think that's something you should be doing as a guy like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a guy. Uh, I, I have a late second, early third on him as well. He's rather, right around that Isaiah Bugs territory. Um, he's okay. I wouldn't draft him as the Bengals. I wouldn't draft him other than having him as a project guy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the prospects for these this week, guys. Um, next week, we're going to do – we have five other prospects, five or six other prospects we're going to do. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, cornerback, Cody Ford, offensive tackle, Dewan Taylor, offensive tackle, and Kendall Joseph, linebacker. Uh, that's pretty much it for today, guys. Uh, anything else you want to add, Braden? Uh, just something that came out a couple hours ago. Mac Wilson actually will declare for the draft. Uh, yep. He's kind of – I don't like taking him at 11. If we did really want him, we could trade down. Uh, and I think next week we could also talk about the possibility of quarterback now with uh, Zach Taylor and some other possible former quarterback coaches coming. On. We don't know who's going to be offensive coordinator – but I think with Zach Taylor, it kind of opens up more discussion for quarterbacks. I feel like that's something we should discuss next week. Yeah, especially with Kyler Murray declaring. Yeah, something we'll yeah. discuss. Um, 
Yeah, other than that, guys, we're just, next week's going to be an update on the head coaching search, uh, update on the coaching hires in general, draft prospects, and what we just talked about, the possibility of quarterback at 11. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Who day? Who day?